Hello and welcome. This is Nuclear Hangover. I'm Chris. Today we're going to be talking about Demon Slayer, the first two episodes. Um, this show is pretty stinking cool so far. It looks like it's going to be the next big thing. I know there's already a movie and a second season or something like that. And, uh,. Yeah, why don't we just get right into it here? Roll the intro. Nuclear Hangover 2022, Dogwater Boys. Let's go. So let's start off with a little bit of a summary of episode one. First thing we do is meet Tanjiro. Tanjiro is a consummate, family-first, breadwinning son who has become the man of the house since his father passed away. In order to provide for his mother and five siblings, he's become a jack-of-all-trades for hire in the nearby village. Unfortunately, during his most recent trip to sell some charcoal, a mysterious man-eating demon brutally slaughters his entire family. That's gotta hurt! Well, not quite. His oldest sister, Nezuko, is barely clinging to life, which prompts him to run with her down the mountain for some help. During their descent, the pair are confronted by a powerful demon slayer named Gyu, who informs Tanjiro that his sister is a demon now who must be killed before she devours any humans. After a brief little battle between the two, Kiyu finds Tanjiro to be a clever, though inexperienced fighter, and Nezuko to be clinging to her humanity more than usual for a demon, as evidenced by her trying to protect Tanjiro during their fight with Kiyu. After subduing the pair and muzzling Nezuko, hot as fuck by the way, Giyu instructs the siblings to seek out an old man named Sankonji, who lives at the foot of Mount Sagiri, presumably for training. This is a big-time Ghost of Obi-Wan on Hoth moment. With a final warning to Tanjiro not to let Nezuko to be exposed to sunlight, Giyu disappears in a blur. Okay. Episode 1 is mostly introducing us to the world of Demon Slayer here. We have uh, what seems to be mostly a normal type of world, but then somewhere in the periphery, in the shadows, there's these specters of man-eating demons. There is a, uh, a cadre of heroes called Demon Slayers that keep them at bay. We find out that sometimes humans can become demons, although we don't really know the mechanisms of how or the reasons why. Another thing that we find out is that Tanjiro is possessed by the fifth sense, and he knows the truth. He knows the truth. 
the first time we see this happen, he's in town. Uh, we run into a buddy of his who is getting chewed out because he broke a piece of pottery. And uh, when he sees Tanjiro, he runs up and he goes, Tanjiro, Tanjiro, they think I broke this. Help me out, bro. Tanjiro comes. Gives it a few sniffs. And guess what, dude? Hey, guess what? It's a cat. A cat broke it. That's what the fifth sense revealed. I would say like on a technical storytelling level, this episode provides a solid and concise narrative thrust that gets the story moving, which is Tanjiro has to save Nezuko from the mysterious demonic malady, whatever it takes. And even though you know that he's a good-hearted kid who is possessed by the conviction to do so, pretty soon... In the big conflict of the episode, we see that maybe he doesn't exactly have what it takes yet to make that happen. The major conflict of the episode is Tanjiro versus Giyu in their little battle after he is bringing uh, the incapacitated Nezuko down the hill. On one hand, we have Tanjiro, a driven, pure-hearted weakling versus Giyu, who's a callous pragmatic, knowledgeable, and strong fighter. Through their dialogue and their actual fighting, we see that in order to accomplish his goals, Tanjiro is going to have to become more like Giyu. He's going to have to cultivate that strength, knowledge, and wisdom. But at the same time, He's going to have to hold on to that pure heart of his and the compassion, which is something that Giyu, uh, at least outwardly, says that he needs to get rid of. And mostly what Giyu sees in Tanjiro is a potential demon slayer like himself. If he can only, um, you know, get rid of his, um, uh, you know, his weakness, his compassion, his empathy. Right off the bat, my takeaways are, this show's gonna be dark. Okay, it goes from, at the beginning of the episode, an over-the-top, family-centered, wholesome, fun time, very quickly into when Tanjiro returns home from the village, finding bloody, mutilated carnage of what used to be his family. I wrote here in my notes... The transition from Tanjiro chopping it up with his family to walking in on them chopped up is such a contrast that it's actually comical. And it is, in a dark way. Uh, the only other thing that really stuck out to me is that the animation here is very top-notch. Um, a lot of times with anime, or any kind of animated outing, the quality is not always consistent. Here... There is a very strong overarching sense that the style and the action and the visual storytelling is on a completely different level than most things that you're going to set out and watch. So uh, I think that about sums up episode one. So we're going to go ahead and cut to break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about episode two. Okay, welcome back. So, 
Now we're getting on to episode two, where we find Tanjiro and Nezuko are on their way to Dagobah, when, in order to continue traveling during the day, Tanjiro barters with some townsfolk for a largish basket. Nezuko shrinks down to size, hops in, and the pair are on their way again. I would have to say, at this point, let's take a minute and uh, appreciate the fact that Nezuko, since becoming a demon, suddenly has this ability to change the size of her body. I'll just let your imagination run wild with the possibilities on that one. Yes, mommy! On a mountain path nearing their destination, the pair come across a temple reeking with the scent of blood. Upon investigation, they discover a demon feasting on the freshly slain corpses of the temple's inhabitants. We don't really know who these people are. There's no context given, except for that, you know, they're the, the fodder to introduce us to this demon who uh, initially is confused by the fact that Nezuko and Tanjiro are traveling together. A demon and a human? An unlikely pair. Um, and I have a feeling this is a theme that's going to continue, not just with the demons that see them, but with the demon slayers. A fight ensues. Nezuko kicks the demon's head off, but that only pisses him off. While Nezuko throws down with the decapitated body, Tanjiro scraps with the head, which has sprouted little arms, by the way. Also, by the way, Tanjiro fighting the measly little head while Nezuko handles the body, huh? Hashtag bringing down the average. Hashtag bitch made. Hashtag equal pay for equal work? Question mark? Hashtag not all men. And then in parentheses are bitches. Hashtag queen shit. Hashtag Tanjiro is a sucker. Hashtag sorry not sorry. Anyway, a mysterious character who reveals himself to be Yoda. I mean, Sankoji Urokodaki shows up to inform Tanjiro that demons can't be killed by normal means. But before T can figure out the riddle and can kill the demon, the sun rises and burns the demon to cinders. I guess all of a sudden, uh, we're provided with the reason that Giyu exited with his little uh, pearl of wisdom uh, in episode one, which was, don't let Nezuko be exposed to sunlight, huh? Now the siblings follow Sankonji back to his mountain retreat, where Tanjiro will learn the ways of the Demon Slayer swordsman, and perhaps Nezuko can be rehabilitated. Let's talk a little bit about Urukadaki. Much like Tanjiro, he also possesses the fifth sense. He can smell crime before it happens. One of the first things he does with his fifth sense is he smells Tanjiro's kindness, which he deems to be a weakness. He can smell him hesitating to destroy the demon before the sun comes up and handles that for him. Okay, Uro also wears a Tengu mask, uh, which is a, a mask with a giant protruding member from the front. I'm sure that he's totally not compensating for anything with that. Um, interestingly enough, at the end of the episode, we get a glimpse of Urukadaki and Giyu's relationship via the letter that Giyu sent to Uro regarding Tanjiro Nezuko. Because of the formal and apologetic language and tone, it would seem that perhaps the two used to be in a master-apprentice sort of relationship, 
Or at least maybe they used to work the same beat as Demon Cops, you know? I'd say that this episode has a lot of really good humor. Uh, we're obviously, um, we're in stage two. Tanjiro's going from the, nor the somewhat normal guy with a special gift, and now he has the opportunity to train with a master who might be able to help him achieve the goals that Tanjiro has espoused wanting to accomplish in episode one, which is, of course, saving his sister from the demonic sickness, no matter what it takes. So in conclusion, these first two episodes are great. The show is gearing up to be amazing. I couldn't think of one really bad thing going, except for maybe the cheesiness of the whole super smell ability. And it's not even bad, it's just that it's unusual. But other than that, I can't wait to see where our adventures will take us. And I really hope that you join next week when we do episode three and four. Okay, by the way, go to nuclearhangover.com, follow the socials, because you know what? It's going to enlighten you. It's going to uplift your life. The merch that's dropping is going to sizzle your brain. And you know what? Uh, the insight that you're going to glean from my ludicrous TikToks is really going to get your noggin jogging, okay? It's going to activate those almonds. So I hope to hear from you soon, and I hope that you stick with us, and I'll catch you next time.